<laughs> Hello world. I'm back. The Wolster here. I'm back. Season two. Another week. We're rolling on through. This is the I Am Woe Podcast. They're on Anchor, amongst other platforms. You can find me at Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Breaker, Stitcher, whatever your podcast preference is. I'll be here. Just look me up. I am woke. And I've been woke for a while now. Hopefully right now, you know, we, you trust me a little bit more. You're understanding where I'm coming from. And if you don't, stick with me. Only time will tell. We'll develop. I'll take you there. I want to say thank you to all those who have supported, who've shown love, who've shown me love, who've spread love, spread the message, spreads the information. That's right. You can find me just about anywhere on social media. I am Will Podcast on Twitter. I am Will Podcast on Instagram and I am Will Podcast on Facebook. Also, just look up me by Dwayne Sutton on Facebook. You know, I'm not hard to find, but it's all about elevation, you know, becoming the best version of yourself. And sometimes the lessons that we go through, I uh, have to go back and reiterate or, or I guess dig a little deeper in them as well, you know, just to make sure that there's some clear understanding. Now, keep in mind, what we do here with I Am Woe is specifically for the black male, but it doesn't exclude women, children, uh, people of all colors. I mean, but it's, it's specifically for my black men because that's where my experience lies. That's who I am and that's what I've been around. That's what I've witnessed. That's what I've studied. And I know as great as black men have been historically, we also have our flaws, our deficiencies. Not everything about us was simply because we were born this way. You know, the flaws and deficiencies in people came because people went through almost kind of traumatized them, shaped and molded this person into the, to who they are today. I know there have been people who have been in your life that may have let you down, may have hurt you, may have embarrassed you, may have failed you. Not everyone who has done that did it intentionally. Um... Like I said, we have flaws. And I'd be the first to tell anybody. I'm far from perfect. I'm not going to sit here and tell you anything that I myself haven't experienced or know someone who has experienced. You know, what we do here is <laughs> we're like real route. <laughs> we live by. And um, here's a word that I don't think many men are comfortable with because we know we don't really know how to express it we don't really know how to feel about it 
uh, honestly, with just feeling it, period, we, we, we don't know how to feel. But that word is vulnerability. Vulnerability. Um, most men, especially black men, are not allowed to be vulnerable. We were not taught how to be vulnerable. It was not instilled in us as little boys, young boys who would eventually grow to become young men. And that's that's the tough part. That's why we struggle to communicate. That's why we struggle to express ourselves. Um, that's why we struggle in relationships with our significant others, with children, with co-workers. We go through, everybody has been through something. Everybody has a story to tell. And for a good bit of us, if you live long enough, you've been through multiple traumatic experiences. But how do you deal? How do you handle that? Are, or have you been allowed to be vulnerable in the moment or moments afterwards? And in order for yourself to properly heal from your traumatic experiences. And for the most part, us as black men, we don't. We haven't, we were never really truly given the opportunity to be vulnerable um, because we were raised not to show weakness, not to show uh, vulnerability. People will take advantage of you. People think you're soft. We were raised to think and act in such a way. So when things do happen, we kind of just blow it off and try to keep pushing because that's what we were taught. You know, when you go through things, traumatic experiences, pain, we were taught that the world doesn't care about your problems, especially as a black man. It doesn't care about your problems and your pain and your suffering. Time stands still for no one. So you have to keep pushing. And that is not healthy at all. That's not healthy at all. Thus creating men who lack in an ability to communicate with a significant significant others uh they lack in a way to become effective boyfriends spouses fathers because we don't know how to express ourselves properly we don't know how to tell people when it hurts and how it hurt us or what exactly about it hurt we don't know how to express that that's not a moment we get the chance we get the chance often to live in. So um I know I'm halfway through the first segment and I haven't even given you a topic today. I gave you a keyword, but truthfully, the thing we want to know the most, and I'll go ahead and give you the title for today's subject is Can I confide in you? See, trust is everything. We need to be able to trust. But even in the people that we do trust, we still have a reluctancy to 
confide in them. We have a fear of being judged, fear of being criticized, fear of humiliation, because some of the traumatizing, the traumatic, excuse me, some of the traumatic experiences that we've been through have been humiliating moments, have been moments of judgment, have been moments of pain. We struggle with the ability to, con you know, to, to be able to confide in someone. You know, we can say all day long, we trust you. I trust you with my life. But for me to open up and talk to you, that's different. That That's completely different. And I'll, if you remember anything that we've, you know, like we've discussed before, I... Again, I speak from experience, but I have extreme trust issues when it comes to people. I do. I have extreme trust issues. But being able to confide in someone, can I, can I really truly talk to you? Can I open up and tell you what I'm feeling? Can I tell you how much it hurts? Can I tell you what made me this way? I need to be able to feel that I can do that and not worry about being judged, you know, being ridiculed, being humiliated about my experiences. It's not for your entertainment. It's so you can better understand me and how to help me and how to help us. Whether it's a friendship, a relationship, uh, you know, as far as your your, your boyfriend, girlfriend, fiance, husband, wife, whatever. Or whatever your preferences are. But anyway, um I need to know can I confide in you? And I don't have that feeling with a lot of people. I don't have that feeling with a few people like I I got a handful of people I can count on and may still have some extra fingers left over, but now do I trust more people than I can actually confide in? Sure. But I'm trying to do better. That's another reason why I do what I do with I am woe. I'm trying to do better. I'm trying to open up and talk more. I am sitting here on a microphone speaking to you, spreading the message to however many are willing to listen. And I'm opening up about some of the most, the deepest, darkest parts of me. Not only myself, but about, um, um, you know, about the black men around me. We struggle. And I'm going to go ahead and tell you, man, you know, it's just, it's not something that I am proud of that I deal with this or I fought to handle it. I don't like being this way. And there's so many other um, symptoms that come along with not being able to confide in someone. There's so many other struggles that come along with that. Not being able to confide in someone, but constantly wrestling with your emotions about how you feel about something that no one else might understand because you have you don't trust them enough to confide in them. It can 
cause anxiety. And for those of us who already deal with anxiety, it can increase the level of your anxiety. It can become so traumatic that it will cause issues within your own mental health. Depression is a word that I will throw out there. I've suffered from a small bout of depression as well during college. Um, won't go into great details out of respect for those involved in the matters, but it wasn't even my situation, but because of it being someone so close to me, I took it on as my situation. And I, while carrying that burden, but also trying to stabilize my life with my education, but struggling financially because certain ways of the system being set up, I had to focus on, I got to get the money for school, but I also have to get the grades for school in order to be here because they want me to prove myself. But I had to maintain a focus on all of this, plus what's happening with somebody who's so close to me. And their life has changed forever, thus changing mine as well. Now, you don't like to make excuses for anything. I don't want to take anyone else's trauma and just claim it as my own, but because of how close we are or how much I love that person, it, it did affect me. I didn't speak on it or talk about it for so long that truth be told, one of my siblings asked me about it. And I had no clue that she had no knowledge of the situation. She had no knowledge of the details of how everything happened. I had no clue, but I didn't realize she had been in the dark for that long. And maybe had she known, things could have been different. Not just between me and, you know, her and I, but with this person that we love. We, we we mutually loved. Maybe their relationship could have been different. But we'll deep we'll dive deeper into all of this um in just a moment. What we're gonna do is we're gonna take a break. Again, you're here on I Am Woe podcast on Anchor. Stay tuned, we'll be right back. Man, I'm so hungry. And the fridge empty. Ain't nothing in the pantry. Man, ain't even nothing in the cabinets. I need to holler at Big Mo. Big Mo, I always got something to eat. Hey, Big Mama. Yeah, baby. What you got over there to eat? Well, I got some chicken over here. Oh, yeah? But I fried it for your papa. Oh, man. What about cornbread? You're going to have to go ahead and make sure you make that stop. Belma, you better not forget that cornbread. You bring it on to me. I can do that. You know I take care of you. I love you, Big Mama. You know that. Big Mama love her babies. I love you. You just got to come see me. Belma, what's the address, Big Mama? What's the address? What don't make me smack you? Belma, what a cornbread. That's right. Come on down to Big Mama's. You know you're overdue for your appointment. And uh, make sure you pick up that pack of chicken, hot sauce, and uh, according to Pawpaw, 
We need some more cornbread. That's right. Come on down to see Big Mamas. You know you ain't been to see her in a minute. Well, I swear for Lord, if I don't get my cornbread. You swear for what? Bellman, you hear me? Don't make me pick up this cash line skillet, Rufus. Yeah, man. I keep telling y'all, y'all need to go, go holler at Big Mama. Big Mama gonna get you right. <laughs> we welcome you back here to the I Am Wolf podcast here on Anchor, amongst multiple other platforms. I'm your host again, Dwayne Sutton. I thank you for returning. Today's topic is, can I confide in you? Can I confide in you? Like I said, it's it's connected, but it's still different from just can I trust you? It does require trust, but at the same time, I can still trust you without opening up and telling you truly about my past or telling you about my traumatic experiences. But this is that that requires me to be able to know that I can confide in you. Here's the thing. I'm going to go ahead and, and, and I want to read something to you. I want to give a shout out to uh, Black With No Chaser, CEO uh, CJ Lawrence. My man, I just want to say uh, what's up to you. And um, he posted something. I, I've been having this topic on my heart. It's been on my heart heavy. And I uh, really want to include some, some thought from other brothers but I want to I want to go ahead and, and read something to you share something with you um, manhood is not found in the ability to suppress your hurt pain worries or fears it is not the ability to control your partner it is not sexual conquest manhood is the ability to be honest both with yourself and others in spite of fears hurt or worries the ability to give ourselves the opportunity to heal. The willingness to communicate and face the challenges instead of running from them and embracing the opportunity to serve those you love selflessly. Men do not lead simply by being loud or physically strong. Manhood is sacrifice in the understanding that we lead through our service and gain true power, not through a facade of invincibility, but through a transparency of vulnerability elevating to become the best version of yourself I know and this is why I'm speaking on this today I had to have someone that I could confide in I had to have someone that I can talk about the things that I've been through the traumatic experiences I've had to deal with and because you don't have always have someone to confide in, you have to deal with these traumatic experiences on your own. That is no good. And that's what causes anxiety. That's what causes depression. In some people, that's what causes suicidal thoughts. Man, because you, you feel like you're trapped in a, in a box and you have nowhere to run, nowhere to go, nobody to turn to. And that weight that lays on you from carrying that becomes so heavy 
But you see men always walk around straight face. I got to get this money. I got to take care of the family. I got to feed the kids. I got to make sure the bills are paid. You know, I got to make sure the wife is happy. I got to make sure my parents are straight, my mom is straight up, or whoever else needs my help. You know, I got a partner of mine that's locked up right now. He needs to stay connected to the world. I got to put something on his books. I got to make sure he good. Who's making sure you're good, my black brother? My brother, period. Who's making sure you're good? Are you taking taking care of yourself? Not really. If you are walking around with these same traumatic experiences and you have nowhere to turn to, nobody to talk to, nobody you can confide in, you're not taking care of yourself. Just because you're not walking around in tears or you're not walking around with a pistol to the side of your dome does, doesn't mean that you're okay. Guess what? Did you know by going through anxiety, depression, suicidal thoughts, schizophrenia, did you know while going through those things, you still have the ability or you have the capability of smiling and laughing? It might not be real, and some people might not know the difference. We cannot assume just because this person is smiling today, laughing today, that they are fine. You have to pay attention to your people. You have to. I cannot stress this enough. I honestly just. I want to inspire someone. Because I was in that place. There are people who are going to label you. They're going to dog you. They're going to tell you what you're thinking and feeling because of the way you're carrying yourself. Surely you can't feel that hurt or that pain. You, you're, you're not depressed. If you're walking around smiling. Let me go ahead and again, I'm naked out here. I'm butt naked with it. I'm, I'm all the way raw. You're learning me as you go. July 25th, 2005, my first child was born. I was 22, soon to be 23 years old in about three months. I named her Ramaya Denise. And July 25th, 2005, I witnessed my firstborn also leave, perish, right in front of me. And it's a pain that I wouldn't wish on my, my worst enemy. Everybody copes, everybody deals in different ways. I won't go into full details because I'm not about pointing fingers. But I felt that I had to carry myself a certain way in spite of everything I was dealing with and what I was feeling. I could not show my pain. My household at the time relied on my income. I cannot afford to miss work because 
I don't feel like getting out the bed. I cannot afford to not bring the money home because I actually would have rather that God would have took me instead of her. I had to force myself into a mental space where I appeared to be okay. I was in sales, and when you deal with people on a daily basis, in order to get your money, you cannot be the sad puppy. You have to have some kind of personality behind it. You have to put a, a smile on your face and have some type of personality behind it, even if you don't mean it. Thing is, they don't care. The people who buying the product don't care. You want your money, you have to put on a performance. And so I learned how to function in pain. I embraced the pain. I pretty much had, I accepted the fact that I was going to live the remainder of my days on this earth in pain. That's what I told myself. But because I was able to push myself through and go about as if I was not struggling, if I, if I was not hurting, there were some who labeled me as a fake. They told me my pain was not real. That I was not suffering. And that makes me not even want to talk anymore even when in that time I needed to because someone wanted to tell me about my feelings through my traumatic experience it caused me to go into shutdown mode this comes off of after going through depression a few years before in college see so it's, it becomes compound problems You know, and from there, things in my life really started going downhill. I was losing control of that, which I felt I had full control of. I lost confidence in myself. I lost myself. The only reason I'm still here today is because of my relationship with God. But I can tell you the pain that I experienced, not even my mother herself could hold me and consume the pain that I was carrying. She could not carry or help me carry that. She couldn't make me feel like it was going to be all right. And you know, as well as I do, when you're hurting, that's really all we want. God himself had to step in and save me. Everybody doesn't know my story. They don't know my pain. And there are many other men like me who suffer, who struggle with uh, physical abuse from parents or, uh, or relatives in their early stages in life. Sexual abuse, sexual assault, mental abuse, verbal abuse. Those, those things are real. Mental and verbal abuse, that's very much real. Because the way you see yourself, especially when you're in such a vulnerable state from a traumatic experience, 
the way you see yourself can be shaped and shifted and molded into whatever the person who is verbally and mentally abusing you you'll see yourself for the way they speak of you you can lose yourself now i could go on and on and on about this and i i will pick this back up later on um because i want to have a brother or two on to come on and and share their story with us but for now i'm gonna, I'm gonna sit this down um but I just want to encourage any and everyone who's listening. My brothers. Find someone you can confide in. Whether it's your spouse, your girlfriend. Your parent. A godparent. A co-worker even. A fellow brother. Me. You can hit me. Again, you can find me on just about all social media platforms. I'm not hard to find. Listen, even if you're on Anchor, I have a message box. As you're listening, slide over to the messages. Leave me a message. I'll get back with you. But we don't have to suffer anymore. Let's find somebody to confide in. Let's begin the healing process. That's what really makes you a man. Recognizing that you're hurt. And I need to deal with my pain in order to be better for those around me and for myself. I'm Dwayne Sutton. This is the I Am War Podcast. I love you. God bless.